Hello everyone. Welcome to Jira Talks. I know you heard something about hybrid technologies at least one time in the last days. Well, the question is that how is possible to see the transformations in the serving industry? In this direction, today Richard Ostrich with me and we will talk about GNSS trends. He is a senior product engineer at Leica Geosystems. Hello Richard, welcome again. How are ah. you? Hi, thank you. Yes, I'm doing very well. Hopefully you are too. Yes, uh, we are good also. So uh, before we start my questions, uh, I would like to hear more about you. Would you introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my name's Richard Ostrich. Um, maybe people can tell from my accent that I'm, I'm, I'm British. I grew up in England and that's where I started my career in, in the land surveying industry. But actually now I'm, I'm based in Switzerland where I work for, for Leica Geosystems. Um, my career in, in the survey industry started in a very normal way, just as a, as a technician. Um, I really was looking for a job in the summer between finishing high school and starting university and somehow ended up in, in land survey. And I really, I, I fell in love with it, um, working outdoors, problem solving, needing to be right, needing to deliver quality and variety in the tasks you do every day. I quickly fell in love with land survey, um, which fit really nicely as I was actually doing a civil engineering degree. So it, it really glued it all together for me. So that, that was great. Um, yeah, I, I've been in the survey industry ever since, you know. Um, after finishing my degree, I joined Leica Geosystems, mm -hmm. first in technical support, um, in like UK, so really on the phone, helping customers in the field as they yeah. used our technology. Um, then after a few years, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to move to Switzerland to work in product management because I felt mm -hmm. like um, after some years of hearing the pains of, of customers in the field, it, I felt like I was well positioned to help improve products for the future. So I, yeah, I grabbed that opportunity and, and really I've not looked back ever since. Yeah, uh, it was a nice yes. journey for you. And also uh, the point uh, is uh, you mentioned uh, the customer relations, I think, uh, added uh, some more uh, observations about products and to producing something uh, for more benefits. I'm sure this is the best experience to touching the customers because uh, when you hear uh, what you what they need exactly and and then uh, you can creating something faster i think absolutely true i mean at Leica we always you know pride ourselves on leading the survey industry with with accuracy with sophistication with productivity and with trust but in, in reality, it's not about technology for technology's sake. Of, of course, we here we all love technology and we love innovation, mm -hmm. but it's really not about that. It's about bringing technology and bringing innovation that helps technology to, uh, that make breakthroughs in, in what surveyors can achieve. Um, we, we, internally, we try to use this phrase made for the best surveyors because we really think that the best surveyors are the ones who are challenging our instruments and really pushing the boundaries of what's achievable. And, yeah. and we want to bring technology that really can help them do more with less, you know, 
higher quality deliverables from less resources is, is maybe the formal way to put it, but that's really what we, what we sort of strive to do every day. Yeah. So uh, I would strive to the point and I can clearly see that the hybrid solutions become appearance in every industry. So are you one of supporters that idea? Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, when we look at the challenges that, that companies face today, one of the biggest challenges is, is trying to diversify. Um, mm -hmm. So like our, our clients, surveying firms, you know, trying to diversify, trying to tackle new, new projects, it, it's a challenge. It's, it's almost like there's a, a natural fear of overreaching or of taking on something you can't achieve. And the introduction of hybrid technology kind of removes that fear barrier. So when we released the, the world's first multi-station, the, the MS50, which is now, of course, the Leica MS60, we're, we're introducing uh, the ability to scan uh, up to 30,000 points a second. We're introducing that into the true form factor of a total station. So mm -hmm. clients who had been, let's say, nervous to move into the world of scanning before, but were comfortable with total stations, can see this sense of fusion as an opportunity to stay in the, the world where they feel comfortable, you know, setting up a total station with backsites, with resections, really working as a surveyor's done for a long time, yet adding point cloud generation to that same tool. And that worked for us in the world of total stations. And now we see the same in, in the world of GNSS um, with, as, as you mentioned, the like, uh, um, we do strive for this sense of fusion, and, and here we have the, the Leica GS18i, mm -hmm. which is so, absolutely sense of fusion. Uh, firstly, I saw that your new products, abilities, and I thought that Leica teams get turned to innovations, the pandemic effects. Uh, would you please explain the main idea background of uh, GS18i? Yeah, so the GS18i has been um, <laughs> a product which, which we've been aiming for for, for a long time. Um, we, we constantly have our research and development teams mm -hmm. thinking ahead, and then our product management teams need to understand what, when, when these sort of dream technologies can have a real benefit for, for, for the users. And so the GS18i is sort of the realization of this. Um, if, if we turn back the clock just a few years, we released the, the Leica GS18T, which is, was sort of the, the, a stepping stone to the GS18i. So with, with the, the GS18T, where, where T stands for sort of the tilt, we, we introduced this concept of forget the bubble. Um, we'd seen tilt rovers before, of course, but they always used magnets. They always uh, suffered from magnetic problems and therefore sort of slow performance and an inability to work everywhere. Whereas with the GS18T, we introduced true IMU technology, which meant we, mm -hmm. could, we could merge GNSS and, um, and IMUs to allow you to work faster in real time. And the motivation for this was sort of, yeah, let's say threefold. Um, our theory when it comes to GNSS is that there's a boundary to where you can work. You know, there, there's a line where um, 
at some point you sort of almost have to put away a GNSS and bring out a total station. And, it, and we take it upon ourselves to push that boundary, to push that line closer to buildings, further from base stations, further into canopies. And so we say our challenge is, like I say, threefold. First, we've got this speed. We need to get uh, the user an answer as quick as possible, but not just any answer, the right answer, an answer they can trust. Then we've got reliability. So this means, yeah, we're not just giving you an answer. We're giving you the answer, which means you can um, measure it and then, um, and then a short while later come and stake that same point out and you'd get the same coordinates. It's really an answer that you can trust. And then the third one, we use the term availability, and this is to make the genus test work in more places. And yeah. it, it, it's an absolute fact that there's some places where an antenna can't see enough of the sky to give you a position. But by tilting the pole, you can keep your pole tip in a better place and move the actual antenna itself into a slightly more advantageous position. So, sure. so that was why we released the T, and we knew then that the T although it was great and it was an incredible leap forward, we knew the next step was to add this image processing um, element to it, which means you're now able to measure points that you can't even get to with the pole tip. So it's, it's this, yeah, the motivation truly is extending or pushing this boundary so that you can use this same technology in more places. Um, yeah, of course, it's a dream for us if, if every surveyor buys every instrument in our fleet, but that's not, that's not real. That's not, the, that's, not, that's not actually a dream, you know. It, from a business point of view, it might look good, but it's not the real dream. The real dream is to give surveyors the tools to do their job. And if you can take one instrument, a lightweight GNSS or the pole instrument, walk around and collect more data than ever before, then that's a victory. I mean, that's a win and that's what we strive towards. So it's really pushing the boundaries and that's, that's the motivation. That's the reason we, we strive towards the GS18i. And of course, we don't stop the, the, the innovation continues and continues and continues. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, you're right. And I agree with you. Uh, you are pushing some boundaries and uh, I'm sure after the GS18i, uh, the market will position again. I think the Leica and the, your team on the right way, I can say, uh, really. Yeah, uh, we, we when, when I saw so. this, really, uh, I liked the innovation. So, uh, actually, uh, I will go some detailed questions. GS18i uh, creating photos with coordinate, I think. Please correct me. Am I wrong? Yeah. So well, what happens is, is one, once you activate the, the sort of the photo mode, let, let's say, mm -hmm. yeah. as, as you, you walk along, it's taking a, a series of snapshots, which mm -hmm. is then um, using visual positioning to understand these snapshots, the edges and, and common points along these. And then you, you have a couple of options. You can either right there and then in the field use a sim mm -hmm. simple system in, the, in terms of the user interface. You just choose, you, you, you take a look at the photos and you say, I, I want to measure that point, maybe the corner of a mm -hmm. window, uh, yeah. a pipe underneath the overhang, and you just tap it on the screen. 
And by tapping it on the screen, the system looks through that, not just the photo that you tapped, but also the, the other photos that are collected in this sort of burst of photos. Mm -hmm. And it finds all the instances of this point. I mean, it does it automatically, but of course you can skip through and, and refine it if you want. Um, it finds all the instances of this point, and then it uses, yeah, essentially photogrammetry and stuff which, which um, a lot of people will have used, um, used themselves at, maybe at university or early in their studies and, and not since. The system's doing that underneath for you. It's doing photogrammetry live in the field. So it's taking these series of images um, and selecting that point. So because of the IMU, because of the tilt sensor technology, and because of the precise GNS, GNSS positioning, we know exactly where that, the camera was. We know exactly the camera orientation and tilt. So at that point, it just becomes standard photogrammetry. It's just, mm -hmm. you, don't, you sort of don't feel that you're doing it because you just tap on a point. But that's what's happening underneath it. It's, in that respect, it's, it's standard photogrammetry. But then there's the other option, which is you take these, let's say, stream of images from your device, you, you move into our, our office software, Leica Infinity, and you actually convert this stream of images into a point cloud. So then you actually yes, uh, create yes, a point yes. cloud. You, you're answering uh, all my questions oh. <laughs> when I ask something. That sounds nice. Okay. But uh, actually, my questions is a little different. Okay. Uh, and uh, we know that the signals may break down suddenly in the field. Uh, my question is that possible with GS18i to assisting the position of the GNSS receiver yeah, so with so photos coordinates that you coordinated before. Uh -huh. So is it possible? You're quite nicely <laughs> predicting the future, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so right now, the way the GS18i works, it, it, it is the other way around. We're, we're using the, the GNSS position as king, and we're able to sort of, uh, let's say, use that to translate, to give us um, positions in the, in, the, in the photographs. The, the future, the, the future, I'm not saying close future, let's say probably distant future, the future, of course, would be to look into visual positioning to come the other way. And, and these sorts of things are absolutely on, on the radar, but um, that they're not there yet, not, not in the precision we require. I mean, it, I'm not gonna lie, it's a dream of mine to be able to answer a question. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I was asked on technical support, which was, <laughs> can I take my GPS inside? Honestly, mm -hmm. the amount of times I got that question on, the, on a phone call when I was on technical support 12, 15 years ago, it, it unbelievable amount of times. And we always knew the person was sort of joking and, and we would have a laugh about it. But I really believe one day the answer will be yes. And it, it's through things like sort of visual positioning combined with inertia positioning yes, that we can, can it do was, that. It be, uh, yes, really... Uh, dream life for survey engineer because uh, doesn't matter your signal and uh, you have coordinated uh, some visuals and okay uh, let's get the coordinates and again my uh, poll I, I'm sure uh, maybe your next generation GS 
18i, it will be possible. <laughs> we, we will see. I mean, yeah, the GS89 is, is, is brand new now, and it's not like there's another one <laughs> on the shelf behind it or anything. But we have a lot of people here and working in research and development. Um, uh -huh. It's one of the things that, you know, for sure I'm really proud about and, and it makes me happy to work for Leica Geo Systems and, and, and in fact part of the wider group of Hexagon is mm -hmm. the amount of, of, of money that we do put back into research and development, even in tough times as, we, you know, we're experiencing right now, of course, as the whole, the whole world is. We continue to invest in in our product development, in our research and development, we continue to invest in improving technologies. And it, it, it's super exciting as a, as a survey geek, which I, I realize I am sometimes. Um, it's super exciting to know that, that we continue to push um, yeah. for innovations, but not, like I said at the start, not for the, the sake of technology, but actually innovations that make a difference to your, to your daily job. And yeah, that, that pleases me no end. Well, uh... Another question is, uh, you said uh, you are capturing data and uh, are we measuring on our control panel in the field or we need to PC to see the result of the process? You mentioned Infinity and uh, we know that Infinity and uh, working uh, PC platforms, so we can measure in the field more fastly or yes in the field we have like a captivate that's our, our field software that runs on our on our controllers and, and on our tablets mm -hmm. this software is what's let's say controlling the the gs18i or it's the same software that actually controls our total stations multi-stations and gnss so it's sort of you learn it once and then you can use it across our whole fleet but this field software like a captivate um This does allow you to add extra points in the field, yes. So when you want to add a point, you can do that right there and in the field by tapping on your, on, on your photos. So individual points, absolutely no problem there and then in the field. You can verify your results, check your quality. You can do everything you would expect and want to do. Um, a little like hidden point measurement, but it's right there and then with, with, with photographs and photogrammetry live in the field. So you get your results before you leave site, which is super important, of course, so you know you've got everything before you get in the car and, and drive back mm -hmm. to the office. It's only when you need, when you desire to turn it into a point cloud. Once you really want to turn your whole stream of photographs into mm -hmm. a, a, an actual point cloud, that's when you must use the office software. If it's the individual points, no problem to do that live in like a captivate mm -hmm. in the field. I think it will be enough uh, to measure uh, some uh, simple measuring in the field and after the photos, uh, image processing, yeah. uh, you can uh, use it in uh, your computer, your office. That's nice, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, it's, yeah. if you're just trying to That's get one enough. point... Uh, Underneath an overhang, brilliant, mm -hmm. do it in the field. If you're trying to measure a few points along a pipeline that's in a trench, do it in the mm -hmm. field, no problem. But if you're trying to um, measure a whole building facade that you couldn't get to with a scanner or, or in another way and you want to really turn that into a, a mesh, then mm -hmm. that's when you want to use the, the, the office route. But it, 
absolutely both routes are completely fine and it, it doesn't change how you collect the images in the field. That's what's really cool. You can you collect the images in the field and you still have the power to use either the single point collection or the, the convert to point cloud. You, you have that power to, to do both. Yeah, I think uh, it's uh, uh, the details will enough for okay. our sure. audiences and uh, I always uh, try to hear more about uh, customer sites. Uh, so I guess you and your team are hardworking also, as you mentioned before that, but uh, how was changed the user expectation from your side? Maybe uh, you can summarize uh, last one or two years. Uh, would you explain your observations? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I feel quite sort of privileged in, in my position, um, my sort of personal position here within the company, because I do get to um, meet customers, um, meet, meet okay. clients, meet survey firms from really all over, all over the globe, actually. Um, and it's a lot of fun talking to, to people who, who are passionate about the survey industry, as I am uh, passionate about its future. Um, so I feel quite yeah quite quite lucky in that I can sort of summarize this relatively nicely I hope I mean when we speak to survey firms around the world, yes, they face slightly different challenges, but there's sort of two or three challenges which have become more 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 present and and more yeah important almost over the last couple of years and this is common around around the globe actually. One of those big challenges is the gap between the skills and experience that a survey firms need and what they have, what they have available in-house. Um, it might sound funny, I'm not saying that the, the, the people um, um, are unable to sort of progress or anything like that, but technology has, has improved a lot over the last few years, but it, it's not just the traditional technology that's improved. We've seen other technology come into the market. So there's there's for sure much more demand for, for laser scanning services, for things like UAVs, for um, ground penetrating radar, you know, so we really map from above and below the ground. Um, and this does put an additional overhead on survey firms. They need to have more and more experts house. They need to have, um, yeah, more people who know how to do different jobs. Um, of course, we at Leica, we, we relish that challenge because we're here to help. We don't want to consider ourselves suppliers to the industry. We want to consider ourselves partners to the industry. So we have this portfolio of products that, that ranges from measuring the width of a doorway to measuring a city from, from, from above and really everything in between. But for us, that, that challenge is a really interesting one that we like to help people sort of upskill their own staff. But there's a second reason. It's not just technology that's driving this challenge. There is a second reason. And it's a simple fact that there seems to be a lack of availability of, of sort of experienced surveyors. I mean, a lot of experienced surveyors have, have jobs right now, of course. But the next generation of surveyors, it, it's not huge or it doesn't feel huge. And a lot of the firms I talk to have the same battle. They say, right, they, they say to me, oh, if if... If a, a bus of a bus full of mm -hmm. experienced surveyors 
turned up outside my office, I would be able to give half of them a job tomorrow. I mean, firms want to grow and they want to experience but we're or, and highly educated surveyors, but there is a bit of a, a gap right now. And for me, I find that a, a fascinating topic. It's really interesting because a lot of the firms are, are, are looking to solve that problem from within, um, encouraging more juniors in and then training them from sort of survey assistant to survey technician and up to survey engineer, but are really taking the responsibility in, in-house to do that themselves. And it's, it's great to see, because I mean, I, I visited some firms who are doing incredible jobs with this. And um, actually, yeah, I, I've seen a difference between the firms who are doing okay at this and the, term, the firms who are doing brilliant at this. And, and there's a really, uh, let's say subtle difference in both cases, survey companies are, are teaching their juniors what to do, what, what's, you know, how to operate the instrument and how to stick and, and comply with company policies. But the difference with the firms that are really successfully sort of breeding young surveyors is they're spending more time on teaching, the, teaching them why. And that's really interesting to see. Um, they use... Um, I visited a firm recently where they use their most experienced staff as, as true mentors in survey principles to the juniors, not just in company policy, but in survey principles. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, not ha- it's not how do you make this measurement, but it's why do you make this measurement? And mm-hmm. for me, that's creating, that's helping create this next generation of surveyors where there's maybe a gap but sort of firms are taking it upon themselves. And that's exciting to see. Um, so that's a big challenge which firms all around the world are, are seeing. And I think there's a shift there uh, over the last few years to spend more time on the why, not just the, the how. And, and that's, that's really good to see. Well, a uh, good uh, summarize about firms, <laughs> uh, young surveyors and uh, the olders. Uh, really... Uh, I agree with you. They have big challenge to adaptate uh, new systems, and they learning to do so easy. But uh, if you ask the background of the measure, you can see this uh, gap <laughs> in their minds. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, we should fix it. I am wondering that. <clears throat> Uh, what is the main goal of like geosystems for surveying and mapping industry in 2021? Because uh, this year, uh, after the pandemic effects, uh, we we couldn't do anything. Uh, I'm not talking about you because you you did <laughs> <laughs> you did yeah. you you hard working, but uh, too many industries. Uh, st- stops and waiting 2021. Uh, so, uh, would you please some secrets from your kitchen? Uh, <laughs> what we uh, will see from your your side? I mean, yeah, okay. I, I, I guess I can I can try, but it's 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 tough right now, of course. Um, always fresh off of the launch of a new um, fresh of a launch of a new product. Um, it just gives you a moment to take stock um, and, and to take a look. Um, and I guess I can bridge the last two topics a little bit by talking about the fact that 
there's there's no denying measurement technology continues to improve, um, mm-hmm. which is fan- fantastic, of course, for surveyors. But it also um, creates a little bit of a challenge because the availability of data that looks good continues to grow. Um, data can can look good from more and more sources. You could argue you don't need to be a surveyor to create data that looks good, but that's dangerous because there's a big difference between looking good and being good, and that's where a surveyor comes in. You know, a surveyor is the person who can differentiate between data that looks nice and data that's right. You know, yeah. um, and so our our drive. That's the point. Our proficiency, yeah. yes. Yeah, our, our drive for, for 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 this coming year. And, you know, for, for more than just this coming year, for the next few years is to help surveyors, the best surveyors, to to move forwards, to become faster and more efficient so that they can do more with less. Like I, I said earlier, that, that's a massive um, goal right now, especially as you know, people's budgets are tight. They need to be able to do more with less. So that means producing quality instruments and continue this innovation trend um with yeah sense of fusion and and making things easier but alongside that we have to stay true to survey principles to allow the surveyor to differentiate themselves um because a surveyor needs to be able to separate themselves from non-surveyors and the way they do it is by decisions they make for example looking at the challenge and saying a real world coordinates here required here or, or site coordinates. What quality do I need for what the client wants to do? Not necessarily what the client asked for, but you know what the client wants to do and you can make a, a, an informed decision. Plus making decisions about the project scope and trying to understand hmm, from experience, experience tells me this scope might change. So therefore I'll collect a little bit more now and the surveyor, an experienced surveyor for sure has the power inside them to make these decisions. And our, our mission is to improve that, uh, the ability to allow them to do that. And we think that the way of doing that is by having more, more fusion. So for us, that's yes, the sense of fusion, which we um, have done a lot on over the last couple of years with the multi-station um, like a Nova MS-60 and of course for GS18i and the GS18T before that. But it's not just about having hardware sensor fusion. It's also about having data fusion, bringing the data together. And that's really important now um, for us to, to sort of strive towards that. So we have Leica Infinity, which we, we touched on briefly earlier. But that, that's a, a hub. It's, it's where data from different sensors can come together. And for us, that's, that's where we really see um, um, opportunities to continue this fusion. It doesn't only have to be on the hardware side, it can also be on the data side. Um, we're making big efforts to connect ourselves over the cloud to, to more and more um, ecosystems to allow da- data to flow, for example, into the world of, of Autodesk, to allow better data flow in and out um, into Brixis and things like this. This is this is a direction which I think is really important right now. It's not just about sensor fusion, but it's about data fusion to allow easier workflows so that when, mm-hmm. when the listeners, when the surveyors are out on site and they're making a decision, 
they're making that decision completely based on what's the best way for me to tackle this challenge right now. And they don't have to worry about, oh, if I measure it this way, will I be able to get my data where it needs to go? That's stress that the surveyor doesn't need. We don't want the surveyor to have that stress. We want the surveyor to trust that whichever of the collection methods they choose, be it laser scanning, be it um, traditional GNSS point-by-point -point measurement, or, or point, point clouds from GNSS images or total station images, mm -hmm. whatever you choose, you, should, you trust that the data is going to flow where you need it to go correctly. And that's, that's really important. So right now, that's, that's the area for us which is really important and the message we want to get across. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we don't want to be a supplier. We want to be a partner. We've got, I don't know, um, well, more than 300 or about 300 service centers around the world. We offer support in more or less every country in the world. We, we're there to help surveyors be it through consultancy and training we're there to provide that whole package and for us that's the direction right now that's really important so it is fusion but it's not only sensor fusion okay uh, well thank you here we come to end of the episode oh, thank you so thanks for that great conversation and accepting to join yeah, the series no problem uh, by the way uh, our audiences may want to reach out to you after the episode so would you share would you like to share your social media uh, accounts absolutely uh, yeah you can con for example linkedin that's the or... best way to contact me for sure it is on linkedin so yeah I, you can mm -hmm. find me by my name richard ostrich uh, it's it's not a very yeah. common name yeah, so that... it's pretty easy to find yeah you. yeah I, um, I i can find you in uh, yeah exactly so yeah, yeah that helps yeah. it's it's quite easy to find me and absolutely happy to connect and have conversations on LinkedIn and yeah I like I say I, I'm passionate about the industry and uh, I enjoy talking about it and yeah I get carried away yes. <laughs> I get carried away talking about uh, it. yeah I realized it uh, you, you liked the touching the customers yes. and listening to them and uh, I'm sure uh, they will contact after the yeah, hopefully. Thanks for tuning in. It was a tasty conversation for us. I hope you liked too. If you want to get an alert from new episodes, don't forget to follow us on Serving Group official social media accounts. Would you like to be our next guest? Please send an email with the address podcast at servinggroup.com and attach a little description about you and working side. See you. Bye.